Hello, everybody, and welcome to the fifth episode of Shaking and Crying for today, February 14th, 2018. I'm Rob Roberts. And I'm Arya Snark, but you can call me Victoria if you're nasty. Thanks for checking out our show dedicated to geek culture, pop culture, and me running out of things to say for this segment, even though we're five episodes in. Why didn't you just say me stuffing my face with a cookie? Because that's what was happening before I hit record. Just That's very know. true. I had to finish digesting this fucking amazing cookie my boss gave me for Valentine's Day. What, what kind of cookie? It was a sugar cookie with frosting on it. What kind of frost? I'm on a diet, so I ask a lot of questions. What kind oh, of frosting? It was like it was just like regular like royal icing. Oh, that sounds so good. And it was pink, and it said "Happy Valentine's Day" on it. Ah, uh, hey, Happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there in podcast land. All two of you that are listening to this show on a regular basis, love you. Yes, thank you for listening, Melody and Steve. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's others too, but no, we want to want to say a big thanks. So, how's your Valentine's Day go? This is our Valentine's Day special. Woo! Yes, because we had to postpone a little bit because uh, Mister over there had a really bad headache on Monday. Yeah. So, okay, I had a really bad headache on Monday, and I don't know what caused it. Like, I don't. I'm not the type that usually gets chronic migraines, but I honestly think what caused it is this said diet I referred to a minute ago because I started um, a lifestyle adjustment, shall we say, over the weekend. Uh, because I'm, I, I, I'm going to be 40 this year, Victoria, and we're booking a big, old. we're booking a big trip to Chicago in June. And that means going to the beach. And I think with all the depression and stuff last year, I mean, I, I know the listeners of this show might not know, but like, I, I had a really bad, like last half of the year last year. So I think I just like ate a lot to cope, which is, you know, what we do sometimes. And so I'm a depressed eater. Yeah. Like, I wish I wasn't, but when I'm on a low, like all I want to do is stuff my face with junk food. Oh girl, me too. And it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, well, I'm going to eat these reduced fat tricks, triscuits because they're reduced fat. And then the box is gone. And you're like, well, at least it was reduced fat. Right, exactly. But it actually isn't reducing anything. So I've just kind of gotten to this point. And I realize people come in all shapes and sizes. And, and you should be happy with yourself however you are. But I, I'm, I was just getting to the point where I, was just, I felt not myself. I'm feeling not myself. Yeah, like, I get that. I mean, I'm kind of going through the same thing, too. Um, you know, I, and I also think a part of it is because I have the, um, the birth control arm implant. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I don't want babies, damn it. But, uh, like, and that's, that's something that helped that makes you gain some weight. And so I've been trying to get better about, you know, not trying to stuff my face with Valentine's day cookies the minute before we start recording, you know, and trying to drink more water. I actually went to, um, a spin class, two spin classes last week. Really? I did. It was really fun. My friend, uh, my friend Aaliyah, who, if you follow my Instagram, um, she's the girl that um, cosplays as Tiana when I dress as Lottie. She's your Tiana. You she's guys. She's my Tiana. Oh, yeah, she's wonderful, so... and I love her to pieces. I miss her. I mean, at least I get to talk to you every week, but I miss her. Did you meet Aaliyah? I did. We went to Disneyland that one time. Oh, that's right. Yes, 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 yes. She, she came. She came. Or she was right. at Universal. It was one of the two. One of the yeah, two. she's wonderful. Um. But she works for a uh, like a fitness food delivery service thing, and she also teaches CrossFit. Um, so she texted me a couple uh, a couple of weeks ago, and she was like, "Dude, I just did Show Tunes Spin Class." <laughs> first off, first of all, I love that you guys call each other "dude," which I know is a whole argument, but whatever. Like you know, I I I also subscribe to the mindset that dude is a universal term but if it you don't is. Want... it's a california universal term of yeah. endearment but if you don't want me to say it to you i won't um no, you can call me dude i don't care yeah but uh well i mean that for anybody um oh. but but i i love that and just the whole fact that like that that's gonna get you to spin i just already know like it, it that's gonna be the way to get you to spin class is yes. to have patty lapone at max volume oh absolutely um so i went the first night i went was last wednesday um and the theme was hair versus Book of Mormon. And for anybody who does not know, I did grow up Mormon. I, I quit the church when I was 15. Um, but so the, the music was all, it was all hair and Book of Mormon. And so it was, it was really fun. And really? then Saturday was really? more of a, you don't, you don't subscribe a, to, you don't subscribe to those Mormon values anymore. I would have never oh, guessed. Right. I'm so wholesome. I'm a Molly Mormon. What can I say? Um, 
but and Saturday was just a more general um show tune. So they played uh, he played Time Warp from the Rocky Horror show, not the movie. But I just I heard, started hearing the first few notes and I was just like, God damn it. Triggered. Yeah, hashtag triggered. PTSD flashbacks on my bike. I don't um, mean to make light of that, but seriously, you guys, Victoria and I did Rocky together for years. So I did it, it is, for eight years in the Bay Area. Little, it is a little triggering. Yeah, it's it's like I have like horrible flashbacks. Like one time I was at I was at work and I was just playing a seventies playlist and fucking YMCA started to play. And on my on my cast, um, that was the signal like, okay, this is the last song before we start the show. So that was, okay, get your ass in your costume, get your ass up to the top of the stage, you know, get ready to go. And so I started hearing YMCA and I about had a fucking heart attack because I was in no way ready for the show. And I'm like, wait, it's like two o'clock on a Tuesday, Victoria. What the fuck are you doing? (laughs) I just realized how funny this whole conversation is, too, because we have the ad that's going to be in the movie theater this weekend before because I'm hosting Sacramento Rocky Horror. So there might be people listening to this for the first time from that. Uh, So hi, guys. Hi. (laughs) I I wasn't making fun. Look, look. You, I've been doing Rocky Horror for 20 years. I have earned the right to make fun of it as much as I want. <laughs> yes. Like, you put in the blood, sweat, and tears that we all have, and then you can see how you feel about Rocky. <laughs> That's right. But no. So how's your Valentine's Day going? I was just going to say, I love, I love that. You want to talk about love? I love that goddamn community and what it did for my life. So nothing but love for Rocky. How's my Valentine's Day? My Valentine's Day is is good i mean valentine's day itself is is a little bit of a whatever for me i mean you know i i've been married to alan i've been with him for eight years and you know i i don't know if we necessarily need a day to represent that but then yeah this bitch and i mean my husband this bitch went and got me flowers and the uh, chocolate dip berries and all that and had them delivered to my work yesterday Oh, okay. Excuse me. I'm going to go throw up in the bathroom now because you guys are too fucking cute. To catch me off guard. Whatever. Oh, oh, but I didn't tell you the funniest part. Oh, my God. I'm going to tell this on my podcast, and I haven't even told the person. Okay, this is going to be a really funny story, and maybe only Victoria will understand, but I don't care. Okay, so my my flowers came with two cards, okay? Mm -hmm. So the first card, and I knew Alan sent it because I sent him a picture of the box, and I'm like, what did you do? And he just replied, LOL. So the first card said, I just wanted to send you these flowers to show you how much I love you. Love, Shane. Uh- and I started laughing because Shane is the name of one of my best friends. But like, it's, it ain't like that. It's never been like that. It's not going to be like that. But I thought... Maybe Alan had signed it as Shane as like a joke to make me laugh because he knows Shane would never do anything like that. So mm-hmm. like that would be funny, right, Victoria? Yeah, like, that's, yeah. that's something Alan would do. Yes. Yeah, that's totally something Alan would do. And then there was a second card that was like, you know, oh, I sent you rainbow flowers because it's it's gay and the world needs more gay. I love you and, and you know mushy stuff. So I told Alan, I said, Alan, I fucking cackled at the card that you signed as Shane. And Alan went, I didn't do that. Uh, and I'm like, the fuck? So it turns out I got somebody else's card coincidentally with the same <laughs> name as one of my close buddies who would never <laughs> actually send me flowers, but it would be funny if he did. That's hilarious. God, I, mean, I love it. I mean, so much. If you all, well, good. No, Shane's on a Twitter break, so y'all can't even tweet him to rat me out. So uh, I'm getting so, he's going to be like, that story's stupid. It sucks. Why would you think that? I can already hear it. Fucking <laughs> Shane. <laughs> right? Because you know it's true. You're hearing yeah. it in your head, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Ooh. So you know who I do love right now? Oh, my gosh. Hmm. So here's the thing. Do you watch the Olympics? Um, Not usually. Like, I'll watch. I like figure skating in the winter and that's it. And then I like gymnastics and synchronized swimming in the summer and that's it. I used to watch a lot more Olympics like back, you know, back in my high school days in the nineties when it was all about Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding, Harding. but even like, you know, it, it doesn't just end there is a uh, Surya Bonali, uh, Elvis Stoiko, right? Like all this, all the figure skaters of the nineties. Right. Yeah. So I used to follow it then, but I've kind of just like, I, 
I just don't watch a lot of TV as it is because I'm more of a gamer, you know, my other show and all that stuff. Like, I've just been more of a video gamer. I don't really follow a lot of TV, and so I kind of just fell out of the habit of watching the Olympics because, I don't know, like, it's not really a thing that I'm just, like, into anymore. But I can't help but follow, thanks to social media and Twitter, I can't help but follow what's going on, especially when it comes to Adam Rippon. And I it, love him so fucking much. Right? You And you don't even watch the Olympics either. And it's like, but I still have all this love for Adam Rippon. And it's because, I think honestly a big part of it is because Adam Rippon is gay, but like gay, like unapologetically gay. And I yeah. love that. And I wish, like, it, like, I wish there had been someone like him on TV in the night. Because you know it's figure skating. You know he's not the first male figure skater to ever be gay. And I'm not trying to say that all male figure skaters are gay, but it's like the Broadway thing we talked about last week, right? Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of the guys are. But, I mean, I love that Adam Rippon is able to, like, do that, and he gives no fucks. He gives zero fucks what you think about it. And mm-hmm. so far as to, like, say it to the vice president's face, essentially. And yeah. have the gall to say, I'm sorry, but the Olympics are much more for me than just my, I'm paraphrasing, but the Olympics are just uh, so much more for me than just Mike Pence. I worked really hard to be here and da, da, da. And that he will say this random shit. Like, did you see the clip where he went, I just want to make America proud. I just want to make Reese Witherspoon proud. <laughs> oh, honey. Did, did you see that? Because. No. Oh, my God. That is something you would fucking say if you were a figure skater. Like, that's true. I'm just here for my country and Kristen Chenoweth. Like, yeah, basically. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just here for my country and Beyonce. That's it. (laughs) Hi, Beyonce. I love you. Which is redundant because Beyonce is a part of the country already. But you feel the need to call that out specifically. Yeah. I'm just here for Beyonce and my country. Yeah. Um, my, my best friend and I, uh, watched the tail end of the U S women's nationals. Um, and we saw the, she's like, she qualified for the Olympics. I think she like bumped the, the one girl that they were all sure was going to go. And like her, her program was perfect. And so she bumped that girl Mm -hmm. Well, she was skating to a medley of like, um, instrumentals from sleeping beauty instrumentals from, Cinderella and she was wearing like a really pretty blue costume so she looked like Cinderella and she's blonde and cute and, and perky and whatever and Johnny Weir was uh was commentating and then like halfway through her program she does some really cool like jump or whatever and Johnny Weir just goes take us to the ball darling <laughs> Johnny Weir is that guy from the Hunger Games he is. He's totally. What? Totally. What's his Caesar name? Flickerman. I can't. I can't. Oh, what's that? Caesar Flickerman. That's it. Caesar Flickerman. I knew it. Anyway, I just I love Adam Rippon, and I'm just I'm so even though like I I really don't care that much about the Olympics. Like I still like I I have great pride when I think about Adam Rippon. I'm just so happy that kids have him, and it's not really just him, but there's, like, you know, Gus uh, Kensworthy, I think is his name, sorry, I'm butchering it, uh, the guy from Canada that won a medal, too, like, I just, like, that didn't fucking exist just even 20 years ago, you kids don't even know, that's how yeah. you know, that's how you know I'm old, I'm getting kids up on that these so days. I know, get off my lawn, Ugh. but, like, okay, so, everybody knows about my obsession with Disney, because I talk about it all the fucking time, mm-hmm. um, there's uh last night I went to Hamburger Mary's, which is a very popular hamburger chain. Um for Mary's. For Mary's, yes. And uh I went to Disney Trivia last night. <laughs> and I went dressed as Belle, because I'm a fucking nerd. This is what I'm really missing not living in LA. Like for the most part, I'm like LA, Sacramento. Honestly, Sacramento's better because we have less traffic. It's easier to get around and so forth. But then you bring up shit like show tunes, spinning class, Disney trivia. And I'm like, okay, that's, that is what I'm missing. Not being in yeah. LA. So it's me. It was me and Aaliyah. And then, um, one of Aaliyah's friends. And it was just three of us against like teams that had like eight people. And we took second place. Oh, wow. Congrats. We, we only lost by half a point. How do you get a half point in trivia? Oh, a two-part question or something? It, well, like, yeah, and then if you got if you got most of, like, like so one of the questions was, um, 
asking about uh, Brad Garrett because he voiced a couple of characters in a few Disney movies. Oh, did he? Okay. And I couldn't remember his last name. And oh. I was like, it's Brad something. It's Brad something. And so I wrote down Brad and I got a half point for that because I got half of his name. Oh, okay. So, I, get... I mean, I know the girl who I... runs the who runs the trivia thing. Like, so... we, we usually go to her trivia nights. I'm um, laughing. I'm laughing because I know how fucking competitive you are. Because it's I was not, so mad. It's not like I've ever played The Amazing Race with you IRL or anything, but not the actual show, but a version of it our friends made up just to compete against each, against each other at something. But I know how competitive you are that I knew. I knew you would know which question stopped you from getting first place. Yeah, no, I know. It was that one. It was another one that asked about a Disney Channel original movie that I fucked up on the name. And then um, those were the two that I that I was like, fuck, those were my fault. Because had we gotten those two points, we would have won. Aw. Um, but, uh, and I was so mad when they called our team name for second place. I went, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> were, were the team names funny? Like, I know usually trivia night people have funny names. Yeah, um, so our team was hashtag no capes from The Incredibles. Uh- Oh, uh, um, of course. And then, so we were either gonna do, we were gonna be either be um, hashtag no capes, or we were gonna be Tinderella. Okay. LOL. Good. Um, and then the other suggestion that I had was uh, Gaston's nightmare, but one exciting ride. <laughs> nice. Because that's my dream. Sure. I, if if Gaston's looking for a nightmare but one exciting ride, he found it with me. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, there was uh, another one that was like Bibbidi Bobbidi Booyah, something like that. Um, uh, there was a couple of good ones, but you know, nothing that made me go, not nothing that made me like laugh out loud, like okay. a lot. I haven't been um, to trivia night in forever. If I come to visit, we're going to Disney night. You dressed up, huh? I bet I knew you dressed up. I went dressed as Belle, yeah. Oh, so they it. do. So Disney trivia is every second Tuesday at Hamburger Mary's in WeHo, and then okay, girl, okay, okay. But every first Tuesday of the month, guess what kind of trivia that is? If it's for me, it's got to be video game trivia. No. Okay. It's for us. Um, oh, for us. Uh, uh, Real Housewives trivia. No. What? Golden Girls. Oh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you would, you would rule at that, though. Like, I couldn't even remember the episode where they had their heads frozen in the jar. Like, I... I love that show, but it's all a big blur to my old ass. And I mean, like, I watch it. I throw Golden Girls up on my TV while I'm sewing. So it's like, it's always on at my house. Okay, so it's fresh in your mind. He's not fresh yeah. in my mind. I mean, it's, yeah, it's always on. Um, because it's just something that it's, it's noise in the background that I can like, okay, I don't have to pay attention, but I know I can follow the story. Okay. Um, yeah, so they do... They do Golden Girls trivia every first Tuesday, Disney trivia every second Tuesday, and then the third and fourth Tuesdays kind of alternate. So this coming Tuesday is going to be fucking Harry Potter trivia. Oh, girl. And I want to go, but nobody wants to go with me, and I don't want to go by myself. And I have a lot of sewing to do, so I should probably be responsible and finish my costume so I don't have a panic attack like I did the last time I did this to myself. So, But but if if you happen to be in West Hollywood and you know anything about Harry Potter, honestly, Victoria will carry your team. Just take her yeah it's true if you're gonna go you know tweet us and let me know <laughs> perfect uh all right we, well Stop. if i come down there at some point we need to do trivia yes all right uh we're gonna get into news i do want to plug of course we're on the twitters at twitter.com slash shaking crying we're on instagram as well shaking and crying on instagram and uh, you can always uh, leave comments on our website, which is at shakingandcrying.com. That's all part of the Voice Geeks Network, vognetwork.com. Yeah. I, I don't know what else to plug here, so I think we should just get into news. How's that sound? Sure. Let's do it. Uh, first story is about daylight savings time. Did you oh, know they do, daylight, they, do, they do daylight savings time in Europe as well? Okay. I actually did know that only because of like the show and some other like global things I've done. But um, they do have daylight savings time in Europe as well, but maybe not much longer. Uh, the European Parliament voted 384 to 153 to review if daylight savings time is worth it. Uh, this is oh. A, yeah, it's a non-binding resolution, but uh, this kind of shows that people are kind of over it, right? So if, I'm over it. If they do abolish daylight savings time, it's going to need the approval of – the majority of the EU member states and EU parliament members, that's how this whole thing works, and da-da-da-da-da. So basically, uh, 70,000 Finnish citizens signed a petition to end daylight savings time 
Um, so there's uh, what some member of the parliament said. We think there's no need to change the clocks. It came in handy during World War One. It was supposed to be for energy savings. The indications are that there are very few energy savings, if any, and there are an awful lot of disadvantages to both human beings and animals that make it outdated at this point. The U.S., <laughs> on the other hand, added three weeks to daylight savings time in 2005. You may have noticed that that crept back a little bit. And that was also to capitalize on energy savings. But it turns out people just use more electricity in the early morning hours instead of the evening hours. So it's not really yeah. working here either. Um, I would love if they would get rid of daylight savings time. But same. Well, here's the thing. There's a catch. If we get rid of it, I want to forever be in daylight savings time. Because so I want it, it, gets, I want it to where be, it gets dark later. No, yeah, where it gets dark later. Okay, that's what I want. Well, let me t- let me give it to you from this perspective. So you know, I've I've told you before that I, I'm pretty certain my mood is affected by seasons. Yeah. So that would most be, people's are. Yeah. Right. Well, that would be great for me to have the later sunlight. Like I just I like having sunlight, and I hate those days at work where like I go in and it's pretty dark out i'm at work and when i leave it's still it's dark again right yeah so i would like to just like permanently be in daylight savings time where it is light out until late and i'm trying to think of the disadvantages of that and i'm having a really hard time that's yeah i mean that's yeah there's really no disadvantages to it because you know i mean it would probably um cut down on that seasonal depressive disorder Mm mm-hmm you know, it's just, I don't know. I think it's a good idea. I think we should get rid of it. It's pointless. And, you know, I mean, what, two states already do it? Two states already are like, nah, bro, we're good. Nah, yeah, you're right. Um, uh, Arizona. Because I know when I, yeah, Arizona, because when I was doing Arizona State through Starbucks, mm. um, whenever there was like the daylight savings or like the non out of daylight savings time, um, they would always send out an email like, okay, please keep in mind that we're in Arizona and we don't observe daylight savings time or whatever it is, the other one. Um, I think it's Hawaii. And, yeah, I want to say Hawaii, but Hawaii's kind of in their own time zone anyway, so you don't hear it as much there. Yeah, but you know, it was it, Arizona State was like, "Hey, just keep in mind when you have online assignments due, like we don't observe this. So if you turn it in midnight your time, it's one o'clock our time or whatever it was. Oh, so you know, you had to. We had to be very conscious of that. Yeah, I used to. I used to work for a call center that did calls in Arizona, and all their shifts would change with daylight savings because we had it, but they didn't. Oh, that's super annoying. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. Maybe there's morning people out there that get really annoyed with it because they like seeing the sunlight in the morning. But I I would, I would sleep until noon every day if I could. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not a morning person. So I don't know. Maybe the morning people would be upset, but we'll see. They need to do a study or something. Yeah, I agree. Um, so living in LA, it's constantly, you know, it's always constantly sunny here. Um, so whenever it's super sunny and warm outside, people are like, Hey, let's go to Disneyland. Um, I don't but... think that's, a, I don't think that's a thing everybody does. I think that's just a thing you do. Cause you have a problem. Just saying. Uh, I mean, considering the fact that Disneyland is raising its prices to hopefully curb the crowds, clearly it's not just me, a big bitch. <laughs> Point made, even though you didn't have to be so rude about it. Whatever. Excuse my beauty. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they're raising the prices of... Uh, basically all of the tickets except for the value one day one park ticket. So basically if you go in what used to be the off season, um, it's still $97, only $97 to get into the, to one day for one park. Is that all? Um, hmm? is, is that all? That's all. 97 whole dollars and you can go to Disneyland or California Adventure, not both. Um, and then they raised the prices of all of the annual passes, except for the the SoCal or the select annual pass holders, um, they raised all of them except for the select by almost $100 or more. So my annual pass that I have, I have the signature pass, which basically blocks me out between Christmas and New Year's. But I don't want to go during that time anyway because everyone and their fucking mother is there. Um, it blocks me out and I had mine raised $150. Good Lord. 
So from eight forty nine per year to nine ninety nine per year. When I I had a premium pass living here in Sacramento. Granted, I I had a job where I had more time off work, so I could do more weekend getaways. But I I swear when I had a premium pass at one point, like the first year I had it, it was only like four ninety nine. Yeah, the first year I had my premium pass with no blockout dates, it was like three hundred and fifty dollars. That's okay, and that's like a three day hopper now. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, cause like, yeah, a peak, a peak one day park hopper will cost $185. Oh my God. That is yeah. crazy. So that's like going on a Saturday in the summer. That's a $185 for one day park hopper, which you're not even going to get to ride everything. If you go on a Saturday, No, you'll get to ride, you'll get to ride three things and then deal with crowds and heat. Ugh. Um, so they're saying it's because they want to um, they want to curb the amount of people going to the parks every every day or, you know, during because there, there's really no off seasons. Like people will ask me like, oh, hey, if I go, what's what's the best day to go? If I go like on a Tuesday in February, is that a good time? And I mean, yeah, it's not as bad because, you know, people work and people go to school. But what I've noticed um, is that if you're there on a weekday after work gets out, the parks get super busy because everyone goes to Disney in that area. If you have to drive home, if you, if you work in Anaheim and you live like in LA itself, it'll take you two hours to get home. If you try to get on the freeway at five o'clock. So, Hey, why don't we go to Disneyland, kick it in the park for a couple hours and then drive home? Like, honestly, that's what I would do if I was in that situation. But you know, so now if you notice, like if you go to the parks, on a weekday, there after like five o'clock, there will just be a big, you know, influx of people. Um, and so now I always tell people when they want to go to Disneyland, I'm like, look on the days that has the most blockout dates for annual pass holders. If everybody but the signature and the signature plus are blocked out, go. Because that's when it's not going to be as crowded because the annual pass holders outnumber the capacity that the park can hold them. So there are more annual pass holders than the park can actually hold. So that's interesting. Even though you would think the blackout days are the busiest days, that actually kind of ends up only being half true. Yeah. So because so many annual pass holders are blocked out, that's who makes up the majority of the people who go to Disneyland or annual pass holders, which is why whenever you go to buy anything or get food or whatever, they ask you, do you have an annual pass? Because it's just easier to ask than like at Disney world. They don't ask. Like when I went to Disney world, they didn't ask us at all. And like my friend had one of the, the, um, she had the premiere. So it was the, the bi-coastal pass. So where she could get into Disneyland and Disney world. The crazy, the crazy people pass, the crazy people pass. Yeah, the crazy people pass. But, like, if you're going to go to Disney World and you're, like, right at the end of your contract, it ends up being cheaper to just upgrade it. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's why. So instead of paying, like, $300 or whatever it was for the five-day pass, she paid 150 to upgrade her pass and was able to get into all the parks as much as she wanted. I guess that makes sense. You know, so like, you know, there's there, there are ways to look at it to where you can where you can make it cheaper. But like, you know, they're they're saying that they're going to raise all these prices because, oh, well, Star Wars Land rep- is reporting um, to cost like one billion dollars to make this fucking Star Wars Land. One billion. Like, that's ridiculous. It's going to be cool. Like, I've seen the mock-ups and the models and stuff, but like. Oh my god, a billion dollars? Star Wars is no fucking joke, Miss Victoria. I know it's not, but Jesus fucking Christ. Um and then um they were announcing they had D23 in Japan. So D23 is the Disney convention um and it's in Anaheim every other year. So D23 was last year and then uh they had it in Japan this year and then it'll be back in Anaheim next year so um they announced a couple of like ride revamps and like new things that are going to be coming to the parks so it makes me angry because the international parks get so much cool shit 
Like they get so much more cool stuff than we do. So um, they're gonna retheme the rock and roller coaster at, at Disneyland Paris to be um, like an Iron Man ride. Well, that's cool. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. So you know the the Guardians of the Galaxy re, uh, revamp for Tower of Terror is very successful and it's really really cool. So they want to bring that um to more international parks um and they're going to add a second marvel attraction for hong kong disneyland because i completely forgot that hong kong disneyland was a thing but it's going to be um it's going to be an ant-man and wasp themed ride oh interesting. um so, so the, yeah, mar- the then, marvel stuff's mm-hmm. really spreading isn't it yes um and then there's going to be a guardians of the galaxy attraction at epcot but it's going to be different than Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, which is in California Adventure. So it's going to be a different ride. I don't understand how it's going to really fit in with the Epcot theme because Epcot's more like all around the world and shit. But I guess they have like um, Mission to Mars and and Test Track over there. So I don't really know. Um, I'm really excited about the Star Wars Hotel that's going to be opening at Disney World. More Star Wars. Yeah, I'll pay Big mo- big money to stay at the Star Wars hotel because that sounds pretty fucking cool. What's special um, about it? Just just the themed rooms or? Um. So yeah, it's a uh, it's a luxury resort uh, that will completely immerse guests into an authentic Star Wars story at the Disney uh, Walt Disney Resort, and that immersion will start the moment the guests arrive. Uh, the journey through space will begin as you board a starship and depart with your fellow guests on a multi-day Star Wars adventure that will be connected to the new land being built at Disney's Hollywood Studios. So it's, like, completely immersive, which is pretty fucking rad. And then Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is is what's going to be at Disneyland, or in California Adventure. Um, so, you know, there's a bunch of cool things that are going to be happening, but it just sucks that they're, you know, hiking up the prices so much. But, I mean, if they've learned anything... You know, they've been raising the prices for years now and admission and, you know, the park, the parks have only become more popular. It hasn't hurt their their sales at all. Yeah. Ever since California Adventure turned into like a decent theme park, they've only gone up since then. Like the reason why passes were so cheap back in the day is that there really wasn't a lot at California Adventure. You know, they worked hard to really re reinvent that park and it's, you know, gone a long way. Yeah, it's pretty real. It's pretty cool. I mean, you know, I, I support anything where you can just go drink all day because you can do that at California Adventure. You can't do that at Disneyland. So, yeah, that's I mean, that's just my little two cents on the whole Disney announcement that's got a whole bunch of people up in arms. All right. Well, I don't know an easy way to transition from Disneyland to talking about Facebook and Google. I guess people post their Disney pics on Facebook. There you go. That's but, true. You know, uh, I think we've complained a lot about social media on this show, so let's do it again. Well, some, Yay! somebody else is actually complaining a little bit. It's the company Unilever. Do you know? Do you know Unilever or Unilever? Mm, it might no be. idea. I don't know. They make they make a lot of stuff that you'd find at the grocery store. They make a okay. lot of stuff. Like uh, I think Ben and Jerry's is actually a part of them. Uh, like oh. soap and stuff. It's like half the grocery store is probably this company. So anyway. Uh, Unilever is saying that uh, they are thinking about boycotting Facebook and Google advertising because these tech companies are not policing extremist and illegal content. Chief Marketing huh. Officer at Unilever said, uh, Keith Weed, uh, we need to redefine what is responsible business in the digital age because for all the good the tech companies are doing, there are some unintended consequences that now need addressing. And this is all in a speech at the Interactive Advertising Bureau's leadership meeting in Palm Desert, California. So, okay. Hmm. So they may actually pull some of their advertising because these companies are not really doing a good job. Um, you know, we all know like Twitter is not banning Nazis fast enough. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that I mean, runs... that's, I mean, Donald Trump is still active on Twitter, so there, there you go. Very true. And Facebook is still vulnerable to a lot of social, you know, uh, media hacking, basically. Um, yeah. Hacking's not the right word for it, but social media engineering, I think, is a good way to put it, which yeah. the, the media calls hacking, but it's basically social media. It's preying on people's weaknesses to like things without really reading what's behind it. Oh, look, my mom. My mom does that shit. She oh. just reads She just reads headlines and then just goes, oh, the world is falling apart. Yeah, like, right? Yes, but not for the reasons you think, Mom. Yes, as long as the headline blamed Obama or Hillary, like, retweet. 
Oh, yeah, she's all about that. Which, to be fair, I know people on the other side that does it the second it says, you know, Trump or, you know, whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. Interesting because this kind of comes on the heel where the European Commission was warned Facebook, Google, and Twitter that they were considering considering legislation if self-regulation has uh, continued to fail. Since then, Google said they would dedicate 10,000 staff to tackling extremist content on YouTube. That kind of blows me away. There's 10,000 people policing YouTube. I have a hard time believing there's five people policing that website sometimes. Right? But, For real, uh, though. But Facebook says artificial intelligence will detect images, videos, and text related to terrorism. Oh, because algorithms do so well, Zuckerberg. Yeah, for real, though. Algorithms do so well. Do you you think – I heard that he really was, like, saddened by the fact that Russia had exploited Facebook in the last election cycle and that he was, like, taking it personally. Do you think that's true? Probably not. I mean, like, you have to know that when you run a social media site that's as popular and is, like, as as successful as Facebook is, like, you have to understand that not everyone's going to be using it the way you want them to be. Right. Or the way that you intended them to be. Right. So, like, people are, if, and people are garbage. So, like, if there's, if they can find a way to manipulate the system, they're going to do it. Well, and the first question is, can I put porn on it? If yes, porn will be there. Yeah. That's right. That's true. And I mean, it's like, okay, maybe instead of policing what name people use on their face, their personal Facebook profile, Mark Zuckerberg, maybe you should look into like the weaknesses and the cracks in your own system. Thank you. Preach. Preach. Like, it's so stupid. So Facebook, kind of going off on a tangent, but like... We do that. So my my roommate, um, for whatever reason, Facebook blocked her... From one of her, like, very, very good friends. So what? they can't see each other's profiles at all. They can't, like, if there's comments or whatever, they can't see them whenever, like, one of them posts it. Um, and, one, and one of them didn't block the other. No. No, 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 no. This this happens. Because like, apparently, like, my roommate has gone and researched this. And, you know, th- this has happened to multiple people. And there's no way to contact Facebook to try to get them to fix it. It just not at all. It blows my mind how this website is so successful, but it's because there's really, there's no alternative that works well. What are y'all going to do? Go get an LO. Like how long did that last? Yeah. That was five minutes. It's the same same thing with YouTube. YouTube is so successful because there's nobody really serious. I mean, I know there's Vimeo and there's this other stuff, but the thing with YouTube is that you can get YouTube on every game console, on your phone, on all this other stuff, and it's really, really easy, whereas Vimeo is not easy. Yeah. Anyway. Um, But, yeah, so there's no way to get in contact with them at all. Um, And the only options that they have are, like, oh, message boards and stuff. But, like, what's that going to do? That's not going to, like, put you in contact with anybody at Facebook itself. I'm, like, I I told her, I was, like, the next time you go to freaking – um, the Bay Area, make a, make a stop in Menlo Park and go to Facebook headquarters and just be like, yo, fix my shit. Because <laughs> Jesus Christ, like they're they're really good friends and like they do a bunch of stuff together and they can't use Facebook Messenger to talk to each other because Facebook, for whatever reason, blocked them from seeing each other's content. That is so weird. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, I never either until until Lena was telling me about it, and I was like, wow. "What are you? That's so weird." Wow. So does she, did she make like a second profile to be able to talk to her friend or something? Or I think they just like resort to texting. Oh, okay. because like because inst- like they can text each other. Like it's not that big of a deal. But like when you use Facebook Messenger, because you, that's how you talk to everybody, you know, it's just in, it's inconvenient to have to go from Facebook Messenger to a text message to talk about the same thing you're talking about, like with a group, because even in group chats, they're blocked from each other. Well, but that's one thing I kind of don't like about Facebook either is I keep, I keep threatening to delete my Facebook, but a, it's a really good way to get the word out. Like if I'm going to be doing, like if I'm hosting, I've been hosting more shows and stuff lately. It's a really good way to get the word out about that. Right. But it's Uh not even just that, but just like, but Facebook messenger, you know, I talk to people on that. 
Um, and so I, I understand. I heard you could deactivate your Facebook account but still keep Messenger. But it is, it's just weird to me how Facebook, like, has all this stuff and how Facebook Messenger is, like, replacing email for a lot of people, you know? Yeah. And now they want that fucking Instagram and Snapchat and all that. Like, it's getting crazy. Yeah. Like, are there laws against monopolies in this country? Like, come on, guys. There are, but since Facebook is really only in the tech space, I don't know if they're they're crossing any lines yet. It's not like Facebook is selling you, like, food and, you know, other stuff right now. I mean, yeah, that's if, if somehow Amazon isn't violating those laws. That's true. Yeah, I mean, Amazon Amazon is everything. Right? They, I'm surprised they don't have a social media function yet. Um. Well, actually, Amazon owns Twitch TV, which is a little more oh. video game centered, but Twitch TV is inching more and more on YouTube space, especially when it comes to the gaming content. Um, but there, uh, t- Twitch is starting to open up to more than just video game stuff. Like you could actually go on there and watch like crazy shit, like competitive eating, and they do like people will have like IRL channels. You should check it out sometime. It's really interesting. Like just go to Twitch TV. I would be very curious what a non-video gamer's take on Twitch TV is because there's. I stuff- mean, I have friends who do who play D and D on Twitch. Like they yeah. get together and they have like a little D and D show. Yeah, you can do and that. They do it on Twitch. Yeah. So, so we could pro- we could probably stream this on Twitch if we were you know had the cameras set up and everything. I wore pants when I did this show. I uh, yeah, but that means I have makeup on and like right. well, I do this like half naked exactly. because I'm after work and I don't give a shit in my own fucking house. Yep. Like no, yep. we're not doing that. Yep. People don't need to see my my people. I don't need to be blasting my nips to strangers on the internet. Okay, <laughs> it's not that kind of show, you guys. <laughs> Speaking of which, Rob, do you like porn? Of course. Okay. Um, so what kind of, well, I was going to ask what kind of porn you like, but you know what? I don't need to know that. Our, re- our, our listeners don't need to know that. Never mind. Moving on. Yeah. I was like, um, there's boundaries here, honey. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I just found one. Good um, porn. Good porn. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. Um, so speaking like not good porn, um, the 50 shades trilogy of movies has finally come to an end. Um, putting us all out of our own misery. Have you ever read a Fifty Shades book? Uh, I'm happy to say I have never even touched a Fifty Shades book. Well, that makes one of us. Um, so I read because I was just like, all right, well, I'm going to see what's all about, what's this hype all about, you know, how hot can it really be? Um, and, like, you know, I will say that I did enjoy them on – a level where I knew it was garbage and I knew it was not good. So it's, it's like the same way, like how you like big brother, like you watch it because it's garbage, right? But it's guilty pleasure garbage. Right. Or so how I, I read, I, I like to I watch read... the movie showgirls. It's yes, so terrible. That's, that's terrible. Yes. And, uh, I will say that Robert Dobby is as creepy in person <laughs> as he is in that movie. <laughs> I used to make his coffee. Mm-mm. Nope. Um, but getting back to this, um, you know, it, there's there have been a lot of criticisms over the years regarding, you know, oh, it's it's first of all, I mean, it's first and foremost, it's very poor writing. Um, you know, if you count how many times she fucking says, oh, my and bites her stupid lip, you probably if you, it was a drinking game, you would die from alcohol poisoning. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it's it, and they, they've been criticized for like unrealistic you know relationship things like and just you know being gross so like there's a scene in the first one where he pulls a tampon out of her and throws it in the in the toilet like that yeah it's disgusting um but you know it's finally coming to an end and you know um but this last one like this last one was just even i haven't seen it and i probably won't just because like i don't want to give this terrible terrible writer any more money um but like things like this just piss me off because it's like how are you such a terrible writer and how did this become so popular like how did it get to this point because i'm a much better writer than el james i can write much better sex scene and much better bdsm sex scenes at that than el james how did this shit, which is Twilight fan fiction, if you did not know, how did this shit become as popular as it did? And I know a lot of people don't like this because it's like, 
kind of predatory too like oh yeah like um he basically stalks her to like get her information mm. and he uses his money to like find out all about her and shows up when you know he wasn't invited and gets mad when she doesn't answer the phone and ignores safe words and shit like that which is you know pretty uncool in the in the bdsm world um but it's just like how are people so blind to not understand how damaging this book can be that's that's my question then what uh, what is what is what's making it popular is it the connection to twilight that made it popular in the first place is it the I whole think so. fact i also that... think i th- honestly i think it's bored housewives who have to deal with you know their their husbands bo- their boring sex life with their husbands and so they read this smut because it's the first you know the first time they really ever get to see anything like this and they think this is what it's always like and I mean, I guess the same can be said for like with Twilight too, because in Twilight, the relationship between you know stupid what's her, what the fuck are their names Edward and Bella or whatever the fuck her name name is Tweedledee like, and Tweedledum. Yeah, like this, their relationship was toxic too. You know, he stalked her. He watched her sleep. Like he would be in her room watching her sleep. You know, it's creepy shit like that. Um, and it's just it's 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 creepiness and predatory you know tendencies under the guise of romance and that's all on the borderline is because it's all um you know just abuse is what it is and I, I, I don't i don't see how things like that can be popular I don't know if it's still like that this at the grocery store because I honestly haven't looked in forever. But I seem to remember these like, you know, like steamy romance novels or like a dime a dozen. Why this novel? Like, I just don't. Yeah. Can't you go and read something with Fabio's muscles rippling yes. in the wind on the cover of this novel? That's what I'm Why talking about. Why did it have to be this like, because there are much better BDSM stories out there. I mean, I can't name any, but like. There has to be because you have an internet. You have an internet. Go forth and find ye a fanfic, (laughs) right? Find some fanfic. Find some porn. You can find some good porn, some actual porn. But I guess because it's 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 you know in novel form, it's literary. No, it's garbage. Um, and it's just it's just damaging to the whole like, especially in this whole like Me Too and Times Up era. This shit is dangerous. Because it's going to put a precedent in, like, in in young readers. Because, I, I mean, I was the kid who devoured books in, in high school and middle school. Because my parents were way too overprotective. And they didn't let me do anything. But the one thing I could do, uh, the one thing I could do was read. And I was able to read anything that I wanted. I can get my hands on any book that I wanted because my high school's library was a branch of the public library so i read my fair share of smut with my parents not knowing but like this this novel could be damaging to like girls who are in their like blossoming sexuality or whatever and like get the wrong idea that this is what romance is so girls out there you don't have to see the world in 50 shades of gray there's all sorts of color out there waiting for you go you go get those technicolor glasses girl and you live it up (laughs) all right let's go to our twitters and our feedbacks uh you of course can tweet us at shaking crying as i mentioned earlier you could also leave comments at vognetwork.com you could also leave them on instagram at shaking and crying we're going to get to some tweets tonight because i don't think we have instagrams or any of the other stuff just some tweets just some short tweets actually we did get a tweet from Ocrylo over on Twitter uh, who sent us a tweet that says, du jour means obsession. And there was a picture attached of him holding his Josie and the Pussycats vinyl soundtrack. Du jour does mean obsession. It also means seatbelts and crash positions. That, also, that came up in a previous episode, the whole like vinyl Josie and the Pussycats thing, because he yeah. was the person I was thinking of when I was talking. I said some story about somebody I knew went to a live event to get a vinyl. It was him. So he sent the picture. Nice. Yeah. I'm jealous and I want it. I always I always love when listeners are willing to send receipts. 
right? Hey, Ocrylo, um, if your Josie Pussycats vinyl goes missing, I don't have it. <laughs> okay, totes. Um, and then we have uh, a tweet from at TFN DJ uh, from the far away from the far away nearby show. Shout out, uh, who tweeted us saying, "Work bra sounds like code for street hustling." LOL. Hell yeah! <laughs> how do you know? I mean, I'm that's how I make my money on the side. How do you think I'm able to afford all my cosplays? I gotta run my street hustle, man. <laughs> so I'm. Since we have a little wait, since we have a little extra time, because that's all the tweets uh-huh. we have, and now you brought up street hustle. Will you tell yeah. a story for the listeners for me? What story? Will you tell the story about the time you took your mom to New York City? Oh my god! Oh my god! Yes, I will tell that story. That's my favorite story. Story time, so, everybody. Okay, everybody, sit down and 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 pull up pull up your chairs. So my mom turned fifty in two thousand fifteen, and for her birthday. I had a little bit of extra money because I got, you know, I got my student loan money. And of course, instead of paying for school, I did irresponsible things like go to New York City with my mom. Um, you were educating I, a different way. You want to go to museums. Yeah, I was getting culture and I went to the Met and we went to the 9-11 Museum. So that's culture and history. It's fine. Um, but I decided I told her I was like, well, I will fly us to New York City. So I bought us the plane tickets. I paid for the hotel and I bought us show tickets to go see Cabaret um, on Broadway with Ellen Cumming as the MC and Emma Stone as Sally Bowles, Ugh, which was I'm a amazing. Jealous it was bitch. Amazing. I took my Mormon mother to go see Cabaret, you guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was fun. Um, but the one thing she wanted was a knockoff Michael Kors bag. That is the one thing she wanted to bring home with her from New York City. And I said, uh, okay, whatever you want, mom. And she's like, we have to go to the garment district. And I'm like, no, mom, the garment district is where Mood is, like where you can go like on Project Runway. Thank you, Mood. That's where Mood is. Um, and plus, she and so I looked knock it up and I researched bag. it. She, and you she, have to go to Chinatown. She didn't want the real bag. She wanted a knockoff no, bag. She wanted a knockoff. She specifically said she wanted a knockoff bag. Because she wasn't paying for the real bag. No, she didn't want to pay the three, four hundred dollars or whatever it is for a real Michael Kors bag. It's, she wanted, you oh know, God, like bags. when my ex went to China, he used to go to China for his work a lot. She had him bring her back a fake Louis Vuitton bag from China. Like my mom likes fake bags. I don't know. She's too cheap to buy the real one. So we go on, on this, our second day and we went to, we went downtown, we went to battery park and we went to the statue of Liberty in Ellis Island. And then I was like, well, we're already down here. So let's go, let's go over to Chinatown and get your bag. So we didn't really know what to expect. And we get off the subway and immediately we're approached by a little Chinese lady outside of the subway like, and she was like, are you guys looking for handbags, wallets, purses, like whatever we were looking for? And I, we just kind of looked at her like, Michael Kors bags? And she goes, okay, down the street, man on the corner. And we're like, all right, cool. So we go down the street and we kind of like look in a couple of shops and think, okay, well, maybe like, maybe it's, they're going to sell it out of a trunk. Like, I don't really know. Maybe it's in these shops. We don't know. And so we went into one, they didn't really have anything. And we went out and then like people kept saying to us handbags scarves wallets sunglasses all these things and we're just like oh okay so this is like a street thing these are running these are these street hustles and so we go and we find this guy the the guy that she was that she was talking about and we tell him you know we're looking for michael kors bags and he goes okay follow me and he starts like this was the speediest little man i have ever seen in my life I'm six feet tall. I have super long legs. I was practically jogging to keep up with him. And this guy was probably in his late fifties and was maybe like seven inches shorter than me. So my mom is five, six and she can't, she walks super slow. So I was basically like leaving her in the dust to follow this stupid man to get a fucking fake purse for my mom. So this this older guy leads us to a younger guy who is standing on the street holding a laminated piece of paper with pictures of purses on it. Now, he hands me the paper and he goes, "Look on the look here and tell me which number you want." And we're like, "Okay, cool." 
And so I start looking at the paper and he goes, not here. And he opens a door and shoves me and my mom into a stairwell. Oh my God. Yeah. And so like the, we looked up the stairs and the stairs led to like apartment buildings, like apartments or whatever. And so we're standing in the stairwell holding this thing. And this whole time, my mom is flipping the fuck out. She's like, oh, oh, I'm so scared. But, oh, but my this, God. But oh this God. woman lives in, like, middle of fuck nowhere. Like, this is not – like, this is this is a whole new world to your mom. Like, this but is she's not – she's from San Diego. She's from San Diego. So it's not like she's, like, living a small town her whole fucking life. My mom lives in Arkansas now. Are those memories – are those memories she had to give away and let the machine wipe when she became Mormon? Uh, well, she's been Mormon her whole life. I think it's when oh. she decided to become a Republican is when that those memories went away. Ah, okay. They they were like, let's just scrub those. Noted. Um, but she's oh oh oh, I'm so scared. Oh my god. Oh my god. I I can't even see straight. Can you can you find the picture of the purse that I want? And I'm like, I just look at her, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, I just look at her. I'm like, damn bitch, be cool. <laughs> like, I'm like Jesus fucking Christ, be cool. And I'm like looking at her. I'm like, Mom, you used to do meth. Are you kidding me with this shit? Like, you're afraid right now? Please. Oh, my God. Okay. So I'm looking at the thing, and I find the number of the person she wants. And I'm like, okay, it's like 245 or whatever the fuck it is. And so we step out of, the, out of the stairwell unharmed, you know, much to my mother's relief because she was pretty sure we were going to die. Um, and she tells the guy, you know, 243. And he goes, okay. And it was like $80. And she was like, 80. and I looked at her and I'm like, pay the man. And she goes, oh, I didn't bring cash. Are you, are you fucking kidding me? You didn't, you didn't bring, mom, did you used to take credit cards when you sold meth? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, I was so mad at her. And so I just look at the guy and I was like, is there an ATM? And he goes down the street. And so we're going down the street. And we're like, we were walking and we're walking and we're walking. And this whole time she's like, oh my God, I didn't realize it was going to be like this. I thought it was going to be like in a store or like at least out of a car trunk. This is so scary. This, I'm just staring at her like, what the fuck is your, this isn't a big, this is clearly something that happens here. Like I'm seeing people walking around with black plastic unmarked bags, which I presume is, you know, that's where the purses are because this shit is illegal. It's illegal to do this. So you can get, we could get arrested for this. Um, and so we get, we're standing in the line at the ATM and the first man that we met pops up out of nowhere and he goes, there's no line around the corner. This motherfucker followed us to the ATM to make sure we weren't going to like dip out on this sale. Oh, I don't doubt it. Oh, I don't doubt it. Absolutely. I'm sure, I'm, Cause I'm sure this happens a lot. Sure. But like I, you know, he scared the shit out of us because like, Oh my God, this guy fucking followed us. What the hell? And so we go around the corner and get the money. And I was like, you need to give me the money. And she's like, why? I'm like, because you're flipping the fuck out and you're going to like, you're going to get us arrested or something. Something's going to happen and you're going to fuck it up. So she gives me the money and we go back to the other guy and he's standing there holding a black unmarked plastic bag. And I walk up to him and he looks to the left. He looks to the right. He looks to the left again, opens up the black bag and goes, is this the one you want? I'm like, yeah. I slip him the money like it's a fucking drug deal. He shoves the purse into my hands and disappears without a trace. Vanishes in a puff of smoke. Basically, yeah. I mean, yeah. he basically just kind of melted into a crowd that was passing by, and he was gone. Amazing. And that's how my mom almost got us sold into white slavery. <laughs> Dude, and I bet, I bet, I bet the real punchline is your mom used the bag once. No, no. She used it a lot. Oh, and then good. I talked to her like it was like I think it was probably a couple years ago at this point. But she's like, oh, I have to throw out my Michael Kors bag. And I was like, after all of the shit that we went through to get it, you're going to throw it away? Why? And she's like, well, I spilled my water in it one too many times and the lining's all gross and chewed up. And I was like, I can fix the lining for you, woman. And she's like, oh, I already threw it away. And I'm just like... <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, mother. Uh, Jesus fucking Christ. Have take this back. is why we can't have nice things. And then, and then, she was too scared to look in her bag and check her purse out. And we get to lunch over, we, we walk to Soho, 
And we sat down to have lunch and she looks at her bag and she goes, this isn't the bag that I wanted. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm leaving. (laughs) (laughs) Because if I don't leave right now, I'm going to fucking murder you. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that that story. Later that night, she goes, I kind of want to go back and get a wallet. And then I just like (laughs) flipped the table and I left because I couldn't handle it anymore. You can go back by your damn self. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so thank that's, you. For, that's what my mom almost got us sold into white slavery. Thank you for indulging me with that story, and uh, thank you for the tweet about street hustling that took us on that ten minute tangent. Totally worth it. I love that totally story. Totally worth it. I love it. But that means we're at the end. We're a little long. We're at the end of another episode of uh, shaking and crying. It's all over. We're Yay. done. Thank you for listening, guys. Yeah. Thank you for spending your Valentine's Day with us. We hope you enjoyed the special VD episode of shaking and crying. And we will be back uh, next Tuesday for our regularly scheduled program. That's right. But some sometimes we're going to be a little late. But as Victoria posted on Instagram, better late than better pregnant. Better late than pregnant. <laughs> Thanks, Blanche Devereaux. All right. We'll see you next time, everybody. We'll, we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.